When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Off The Bench with Jason Matthews. A look back at the week in sport and the big interviews. Yeah, it has been a really big week in sport. Welcome to it. Jason Matthews here. Uh, Scotty Sattler and I, uh, obviously, uh, on Sports Day throughout the week, had uh, some pretty big chats with some pretty big stars. And uh, we'll recap some of those for you uh, this hour. Uh, By the way... Uh, side note, Badge will be back on Monday night. But anyway, this week we caught up with Ryan Grant from Sydney FC and the Socceroos. Um, they got a, a grand final replay this weekend. We'll have a chat to him about that. And Well, I may have stuffed up the pronunciation of his uh, hometown, uh, Canoundra, so we'll have a chat about that. Max King from the Bulldogs. Great chat with Maxi and the struggles he's been going through to get back on the field, but he's also uh, made some money as well while he was off injured. Uh, Spud Carroll being Spud Carroll, of course. And we also caught up with Emma Lawrence, who's working for Channel 9 and uh, particularly on the NRLW. Uh, that kicks off this weekend as well. And we got talking to him about a few things, including the NRLW. Now, Emma, um, as Jace was saying, the, uh, the launch of the NRLW was today. And triple header this week. Exciting times for the NRLW. Of course, the competition wasn't played last year. Three new teams. Uh, we've got Parramatta. We've got uh, the Gold Coast as well and, uh, and Newcastle. So you're heading up a pretty good little team, haven't you? Alana Ferguson, yourself and, and Ruan Sims. You excited about this competition? I cannot wait. And it's just such a massive year for women's footy in general because we've got the two NRLW competitions, one that begins on Sunday, which was postponed from last year. And then we've got another comp uh, at the back end of the year. And you add to that state competitions, we've got state of origin and the World Cup at the end of the year. So it really is the biggest year ever for women's footy and um, some new teams as well. So plenty of new girls to keep an eye out for. So I'm really excited. And we've got a, a triple header on Sunday on Channel 9. So we'll have all of the games live so really excited and we get a final series for the first time we get a, a week of two semis and then the grand final so I think it's a pretty exciting time for the women's rugby league. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as your um, windscreen wipers need changing there on your car as well. Um, <laughs> you need to change those wipers, yeah. I reckon, mate. Yeah, the New Zealand... The New Zealand... Now, the New Zealand Warriors, of course, had to drop out of the competition because of COVID um, and the replacement teams, as we said, the three new teams. Can you educate the listeners? Um, with them dropping out, have the, a lot of the NRLW players from New Zealand, have they, most of those players connected with the three new teams? Yeah, some, some have definitely connected. It's really interesting this year. Honestly, all the teams are... Some of them are unrecognisable. There has been movement everywhere because we've got the new team. So, And you've even got players that had a year off and came back as well. So you honestly see new faces everywhere. Some of those New Zealand girls definitely. Uh, one for Queenslanders to keep an eye out for even is Steph Hancock. She's 39 years old. Mm. She's a, a Maroons veteran. She's like 16 origins. 
had a year off and then she realised, you know what, I'm going to miss this too much. So she's actually come back and she's playing for the Titans. So, I mean, that's an incredible story. So there are honestly new faces everywhere. So it's going to be really interesting to see. It's uh, A lot of the teams are not really what they were last time we saw them go round. Now, the Brisbane Broncos, of course, have won the last three premierships. So Tamika Upton, uh, Megan Ward, uh, Ali Brigginshaw, they, they led the stats in 2020 across the board. Now... Ali Brigginshaw is regarded as the best female player uh, in the country, if not the world. Is there someone that could possibly take her mantle this season? Oh, it's hard. It, honestly, it's hard to go past the Broncos, and particularly given they've played together as well. I think that's fine. Probably the envy of the the competition with with Ali, Tamika, Taryn Aiken, and and Lauren Brown as well. So. You could easily see Ali um, getting it again, but um, lots of lots of chat around Jess Sturgis. She's going to be uh, in the Roosters' colours, uh, lining up in the centres with Isabel Kelly. So um, that's a rock star backline for the Roosters. Mm. So um, could very easily be Jess Sturgis maybe taking out the top bong, but uh, lots of players to look out for. We've got you know some of the big names to have headed across to the Eels as well. Samaya Taufa, Kennedy Sherrington, who's a who's a former rugby player. So you, you, you'd have to say that Ali's going to be somewhere up there. But if, if I'm giving an early call for the women's Dally M, I might even give it to Jess Sturgeon. Okay, yeah, she's fast too. Now, Redcliffe's Morton Daly Stadium is going to host the standalone grand final Sunday 10th of April. First time the NRLW grand final has been held in Brisbane. Now, Will there be some arguments that Queensland got all the rugby league last year, got the grand final at Suncorp last year, <laughs> and they get the NRLW grand final this year? Do you, do you feel as though there might be some arguments around that? Look, I think they... I mean, I'm from New South Wales, but I think Queensland um, deserve it, just given they've... You know, they, they hosted us. So I was up there for four months and, and worked on the coverage for Channel 9 and... I was lucky enough to, to sneak in with the families. We did the quarantine up there. And Queensland just did such a great job. So I think it's a, a great show of support to the Queensland government. And that ground is just fantastic. We had some NRL games there. And then I was actually there for the Q Cup grand final, not working, but just in the stands having a, a few beers. And I tell you what, it's a, it's a great place to watch footy. So I think it's a great move and I'm really, really excited. Um as we just move away from the NRLW for now, have you caught up on the news today that the West Tigers have announced not one, two, three, four, but five captains for the team um, this year? Oh, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Everyone gets a prize. What would your brother Chris Lawrence, Tigers legend, what would he <laughs> think about them having five captains? Yeah, look, I actually haven't spoken to him. Honestly, I was a bit shocked. I thought, I just don't know. I mean, James Tamo, given it's going to be his last year anyway, I can understand you having someone young coming through as a co-captain potentially. And, uh, I mean, Adam Dewey, given he's got a, a few years still there, someone of the future, um, David Nofaluma, we don't have many... Uh, juniors, local juniors still left, really. Um, David Nofaluma played for West, grew up in Campbelltown, so he's one of the few local juniors, but I just think when you have five, there's 
you know, who's in charge. I find That's it a very, right. very strange decision. And it's just going to add to this. I mean, there's already talk about the Tigers. Uh, you know, are they going to get the wooden spoon? Is, is Madge going to get sacked? There's already talk. And I think this just adds a, another, this strange decision just adds even more talk around the Tigers. So I think everyone has a leadership group. You don't have to have the C next year name to be considered a leader. I think just have a captain or a co-captain if, if your captain it is his last year. So, look, I, I think it's strange. And you know what? I'll just speak on behalf of Chris and say he probably would think the same thing. Not that I've spoken to him, but... Yeah, you haven't spoken to him because you haven't turned up to altitude training. Yeah, with him. That's you're why stuck, you stuck to going him. back to training, mate. Come now, on, uh, one of our listeners, Steve... They've been giving it to me. One of, you, one of our listeners, Steve, he, he must be a bit of a creep because he's saying Emma Lawrence is quality. She knows her stuff. You guys are punching way above your weight having her on. So, well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> got a lot of fans out there, Emma. Well, nah. What about there's oh, another one? There's, Good to be back on. There's another one here yeah. too, boys. Emma hit the nail on the head with the real reason behind the change Latrell suspension. Mm. There you go. Lots of fans, Emma. And the four months that you were living uh, in Queensland last year's season, I heard you had basically your own seat at the Star Casino. You're one of the regular visitors to the Star Casino oh. sports bar. I don't know whether that's true or not. I thought anyway. you meant the pokies. Yeah, no. Nah. You know what? I, I actually was staying across the road. I know. Uh, that's why I said. From the <laughs> Have you been – were you stalking Emma? So, while... you know what? <laughs> Sorry, Emma. We, we were there for, well, you know what, four months. I oh, you may as well. If I'm right across the road, I may as well – make a few trips to the casino so I got to enjoy lots of uh, lots of the pub that Burley Pavilion goes alright too doesn't it I enjoyed a, Jeez, a bit of time at the Burley Pub did you do any work <laughs> uh... no no pretty much just look at mainly mainly spending time at the pub with a little bit of footy in between and next she's going to say I had a couple of great steaks at Moo Moo's it was just a terrific mm. time alright Emma we've got to go thank you so much for your time good luck Sunday 12 o'clock all the action starts on Channel 9 and 9 now the NRLW season kicks off with a triple header thanks for your time tonight on Sports Day thank you so much great to chat to you guys welcome back this is Off The Bench NRL. New signing to the Bulldogs. His, his grandfather won premierships with the great Dragon sides in the 60s. Won a grand final as an 18-year-old in 1960 with the Dragons and, and many more after. I played rugby league with his dad, Dave, at the Gold Coast Seagulls and now he's forging his own destiny and his own career now at the Bulldogs, as we said. Uh, Maxie King's on the line for us. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day, Maxie. Hey, boys. Thanks for having me on. Hey, first and foremost, um, 2021 was, wasn't a great year for you. You were struggling with a pretty serious injury. And I suppose, what did Monday feel like with your first game back in over 12 months up against Newcastle? Yeah, it was a tough year last year. Um, uh, mate, Monday night, yeah, it was a big night for me. Um, I, I think it was my first game. It was, I'd played about, it was my third game in about two years and, um, the, uh, my last games, my last game was in the end of 2020, and even then, my Achilles was causing me dramas, and I was a bit busted. So uh, Monday night, it was it, it was probably the first game I felt a bit free and injury free wise. Um, 
And mate, yeah, it was it was I know it's only a trial, it felt like a grand final, but um I I finished the game and I yeah, I just wanted to cry a bit. You know, it was just such a weight off the shoulders, like a monkey off the back a bit. Um I thought for a time there during the twenty 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 one season I thought um I genuinely thought I was gonna have to retire and I was I was twenty three last year. I was twenty three, so I was looking at it thinking, I'm twenty three I plan to, my goal is to, I want to play rugby league until, you know, I'm playing all age at, you know, some account I've never heard of before. Um, but yeah, mate, I, I thought I was going to have to throw in the towel. So last night, uh, sorry, Monday night, mate, it was just a, a way off the shoulders and I finally thought I'm back. Now the, the fans don't get to see what players go through on a day-to-day basis, especially when you're injured and, and how that can they can really hurt you emotionally. And you were saying about you are thinking about retiring and just give us a little bit of a, a really short synopsis, a really short um, window into what 2021 was like for you. So first your injury you had a, an ongoing Achilles injury with a spur that kept on rubbing on the Achilles tendon. So tell us what 2021 was like for you off the field. Yeah, so it was just that. It was just uh, as simple as it was. You know, it wasn't a rupture and everything at the time. I thought, great. And it was just a spur rubbing and causing inflammation on the Achilles. And um, that's all it was, inflammation. And so the more I left it, the worse it got. And it got to a point where it ruined my 2020 season a bit. So at the end, in the off-season in 2020, I went in and got the operation. They shaved the spur up. And there was there was enough sort of damage in that that had done. There was a big split in the Achilles, so they stitched all the Achilles up together, and um, tapped me on the back and said, "Away you go." They said, gave me about a five month turnaround, and it just wasn't. It just took, for whatever reason, it just we kept sort of uh, build uh, trying to build it back up, and every time it got to, it was all right. Then when it started getting to jogging and sprinting, that just couldn't handle it. Just start blowing up and getting really sore and. Um, I just, yeah, it was going nowhere. Um, it ended up taking about 14 months in total. Uh, but it was during the time, that was 2000, last year, it was during the time I didn't get to a training session, didn't do anything. The whole mm. year was just inside on the rower, getting flogged, trying to find motivation sort of through something. But um, we, I, I seen three, three specialists in total. And... Um, the, probably the hardest part was just the diagnosis of, of everything. I was getting, um, the, like, I was getting opinions from blokes saying, "Mate, this this will never come good," and um, if, like, if you can't handle it now, you, um, mate, you should think about throwing in the towel. There was a period there where I was on antidepressants, just trying to push through the pain, thinking um, that was my only way of being able to train and get through training and that. Um, and then after that, obviously, I couldn't, I couldn't get through it. It was just too painful. And after that, that's when I was thinking, I'm going to have to retire here. Um, so when the boys went into the bubble through 2021, they went up to the bubble. I just um, went back home to Newcastle, where, my, where I'm from, and just stayed with family for, it was about three or four months or um, until the season finished. And that was it. And then, yeah, thankfully, I got a call from um, the Bulldogs, and they said they'd... Uh, take the risk if you want to call it that and um they were confident it was coming good and i was praying that it was coming good and yeah thankfully monday night it did one year deal with the bulldogs what made you choose them in the end after that phone call 
Um, well, I mean, obviously, the like the you know they picked up some. I, I was I was pumped. I was ecstatic to you know. Uh, Baz gave me a call and said, "Mate, how do you think about the Bulldogs?" And you know they made some. Um, they made some signings. Um, and and to be honest, speaking to Baz and um, talking to Gus, they just believed in me. They you know they obviously I had a terrible run and um, there was a bit of past history there. Baz was trying to get me, was trying to sort of convert me back over when he was at the when he was at Manly, and I was playing for the Titans and he tried to sign me then and sort of missed it. So he um, yeah sort of took a step of faith and they believed in me. And, and to be honest, it was the only thing I had. There was a couple of irons in the fire at the time um you know the clubs were saying oh yeah we might be interested but there, there wasn't everything was just if anyone was interested in the slightest you know they'd only be talking about development contracts and nothing was there bulldogs are the only team to say hey we'll take a we'll take a chance on this bloke and um yeah it's sort of been a bit of a internal motivation um just you know uh remembering you know, all the clubs that have sort of passed up on me and um, the dogs taking a chance. I kind of, you know, want to, um, yeah, make them um, proud for that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Great attitude. It? Yeah, 24 now. Yeah. You're only still really young. Max, I've seen a lot of you play and I know what your natural game is like when you're at your best. And when you're out of the game for a while, you lose a lot of those natural instincts, things that make you good as a player. Now that you're going to get back on the field, What's your nat- what part of your natural game do you want to get back to prove to Trent Barrett that you deserve to be in his 17? Well, yeah, it's funny because, I mean, the, the, the last oh, about 18 months is, uh, that I've spent out of the time and obviously retirement's been on my mind and things like that. And I just thought if I retired now, I'd be so... I mean, I got to live out my dream to play NRL great, but I'd be so unsatisfied with what I've accomplished. And I think, um, I think go, like making grade and making playing NRL, I think there was an element of, of sort of fear there to sort of um, stuff up and, and you know, um, I, I just wanted to contribute to the team without sort of playing my best game. Mm. And one thing I learned at Melbourne was, uh, uh, the biggest thing I think I learned at Melbourne was just to play to your strengths, whatever you're like as a player, to play to your strengths. And um, coming to the Bulldogs, it's been great for me. As I said, Baz has believed in me from day dot, you know, to sort of play the, the, the footy that he wants from me. And I know as rookies, it can get pretty simple. You just catch the ball and try and go forward and um, run hard, tackle hard and things like that, which obviously is a massive part of my game. Um, and going through the 20s, I, I, I built a lot of, uh, my game around second phase opportunities yeah. as well and, and trying to offload. And I think, you know, going to a storm system and and trying to, you know, as I said, do well for the team, I think I sort of probably put that in a bit of my back pocket and sort of forgot it, went away from it a bit, you know. And um, that's something coming to the Bulldogs I really want to make an impact with and I really want to... Um, yeah, play to my strengths and sort of incorporate all those things. Yeah, I, yeah, again, knowing your game, I love that part of your game. We don't see enough of it, the offload in the game, and you've got a beautiful offload. I think you've got three or four away against Newcastle, which which is really great to see. Now, so one of the other new recruits, Josh Haddokar, that smiling, jovial figure we always <laughs> see on the TV, is he, is he always like that at training? Has he got a great vibe amongst the playing group? 
Yeah, he is. He, um, he's been a great addition to the boys, I think. And and to be honest, I think Dave Dart getting in there, um, I think there was a bit like, there was a bit of the, you know, the, the attitude was just a bit down, obviously following the year that the boys had last year. I, I just had that, it just had that vibe of, yeah, we'll train hard, but everyone was just, seemed a bit down. And then Fox came into the joint and he's laughing and yelling and, <laughs> Um, he brings it. He brings the place up. <laughs> when you when you spend it every day in the joint, you know preseason, everyone might start rolling their eyes. But he, he brings he brings the place up. He brings that moss, and um, he's been a great addition, you know, to the to the squad. And um, yeah, he definitely brings a lot of character to it as well. Now, Sats is about to ask you a, a heap of personal questions, mm. um, but I, I'll just have you been on the back of uh, Fox's Harley yet? I've seen that everywhere all over no, social media this week. No, yeah. hasn't, hasn't taken you for a ride around Belmore? No, nah, well, I, I actually texted him last night saying to uh, ride at the train, but it's been pissing down rain, and so he hasn't had a chance to, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to jumping on. I probably won't give it a spin, but I'll give it a couple of <laughs> revs while I'm on camera or something. Fastest man on the planet. I hope he doesn't drive it like the fastest yeah, man right. on the planet. Now, I'm going to... I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and I want you to give me the storyline behind them. And so this is getting to know Max right. King. Yes. Okay. Now I've got to tell you yeah. and the listeners, Jace, yeah. Maxie King is a he's a beautiful kid off the field. He's such a great. He's a pleasure to be around. He's so respectful of of everyone around him, uh, but he's also he's he's a little bit different, Maxie, with his thinking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so tell me about when you were a vegan for a day. <laughs> oh, geez, I don't know where you're getting this info from. I um yeah I don't know I watched I watched a couple of documentaries and got got all this motivation I was a vegan for probably a bit you probably haven't done me much service there I'll probably I probably lasted out for a week, about a week um but yeah it's just I was in it was in preseason training I was dropping all this weight and I was hungry all the time so I just threw it in but I, I was missing the chicken for too long <laughs> chicken, chicken snizzles okay is it true that you said to um your mum and dad once that you love green broccoli but you hate the white broccoli <laughs> yeah i was probably i was probably about 12 years old but yeah i'm i that lives with me to to this day they don't let me um they don't let me forget about it um but i i still i still not a massive cauliflower fan but um, yeah, white broccoli. What about strawberries? When you first saw them, you thought, "No, I don't want to eat them because they look—they taste like they've come out of the ground." <laughs> no, nah, I don't know that one. I, they've, they've added a lot. Of, there's a bit of mayo to these stories. A bit of a bit of tax on top there. Okay, is it is it true that you have a fear of ants? Oh no. Oh I've, well, actually, I've I've just moved into this apartment in Cronulla, and Cronulla, best spot in the world, um, by Gold Coast. But um, mate, it's a bit old. It's just riddled with everything: cockroaches, ants, and um, I've had a terrible time. I I don't mind spiders or snakes. Like I'm not a massive. I don't really care about spiders, snakes, and that. But cockroaches. I hate them, and these things are big things. They're flying all over the joint. I'm spraying them, but yeah, it's disgusting. Other pest guy coming this week, but I've had a terrible time. Now, what about Dad? So fear. I, I wouldn't say ants. I'd say cockroaches. Okay. What about travelling to training? Is it Kyle Flanagan's one of your your car buddies? Has he has he got any bad habits? Flano, uh, uh 
bad habits. Um, oh, it, we, it, it's probably about from Kanoa to Belmore, probably takes about half an hour. And we, yeah, we carpool together. Um, he picks me up and he's got this thing on his iPhone. Like he, his iPhone is just Bluetoothed up to the, to the car and it just plays songs. And he must have this repeat, like repeater on the song. Mate, it's a half an hour trip and we've listened to two songs the whole time. It just keeps repeating. <laughs> I don't know what goes on when in his head, but um, oh. I reckon we listened to the song like, you know, five or six times before he changes it. So if there was a bad habit, I have to say that. Hey, um, before we let you go, Maxie, uh, we're talking to Max King, lock for the Bulldogs. Um, I know his players are, you know, into this cryptocurrency and they're getting – and a lot of cryptocurrencies are – are jumping on board now with with the NRL. Are you are you into cryptocurrency? Yeah, I am. Uh, so my brother's like was real into it, you know, early days, and that's what sort of brought me in. And um, during my injury last year, uh, I went home to Newcastle for I was probably home for about three months, doing nothing. Obviously, I'm a full, like full time first grader, but because I was busted with my foot, I wasn't. Going to, I was going to training and like training was just a local gym for me. Like that's all I could really do because, um, you know, Storm let me go home and that. So I was I wasn't doing anything all day. I was just playing PlayStation all day. And um, a couple of my mates uh, started uh, getting into NFTs. I was going to ask you that. Yeah, heard much about them. No, we're, yeah, we're so, old. We don't know what they are, but I, I hear that yeah, it's yeah. art, isn't it? Art. Well, it's, it's like art, you know, it's it's just digital pictures, I guess. Um, and my mate was talking about it every day and I thought, oh, and he was making all this money, he was making money from it. And I thought, it can't be that easy. And then, um, yeah, through the three months I had off. So, um, yeah, I just started getting into it and um, just learning. And, and now all the boys call me the, the NFT man. I'm just like, because I've got all these, you spend thousands just on these pictures and they're, it's, it's crazy to explain because even now, like I can't justify why a little picture mm. you can buy and sell it for so much, but that's what it is. Cause I was, cause I wasn't training or anything and um, you know, they might have drops to buy these things and that it'd be over in America or in Asia or something. I'd be up at like four o'clock in the morning <laughs> trying to buy these things. So yeah, the, the sleep pattern, I was doing some weird stuff in the, in the break, but um yeah, trying to trying to leave it as a bit of a part time gig, besides from footy. Well, we might get you on another time to explain NFTs to to Sats and I. Actually, I heard them yelling out to you when you're running onto the field the other night. NFTs, Kingy, NFTs, or something like that. So, yeah, yeah I seen that. Yeah, yeah, I heard that as well. <laughs> Good luck playing the Sharks Monday night. You you playing Monday night? You you in the team? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Great. Good luck Monday night. And, hey, listen, after hearing Max King tonight uh, on Sports Day, if you want to become a member of the Bulldogs, and why wouldn't you be, exciting times ahead for the Bulldogs. Uh, go on to bulldogs.com.au forward slash membership and get yourself a membership this year. Get behind the team and get behind the boys at the Bulldogs. Max King, thanks for your time on Sports Day, mate. Thanks, boys. Really appreciate having me on. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. I'm about to talk to a rock star in just a moment. Used to play rugby league for Went on, went on the 90 Kangaroo Tour went with Went on the 90s Kangaroo Tour yeah. with Badge. Uh, played mm. for the Bunnies. And I've just discovered off air, um, 
I'm not really a South supporter because I didn't know Spud Carroll kicked a what, field goal for Field South. goal for the Bunnies. Was it a Parramatta Stadium, Spud? Yes, it was. Um, I think it was about 38, maybe 40 deep. I just took <laughs> the ball up and I was actually bending over, sucking worms out of the grass and the ball come back and then I went bang. I've always used to, mate, Sats, as a kid, I used to get down to the park at Graceland's and I was kicking field goals left, right and centre. But um, yeah, when you get a bit bigger, it doesn't happen. But yeah, it, 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 it's in the record books of the front row kicking a field goal. Hey, um, Spud, well, we're going off topic here a little bit, but I remember always reading a story about you in the Rugby League week that you used to, yeah, you're a proud boy from Graystains and you used to always go back and get your, was it get your boots made by the same bootmaker? Is that is that right? That's, that's right. It's... Um, I reckon your dad would probably know him. His uh, name, his name was uh, Conley, Bill Conley, and I went there. It was like Peter's sort of area, and he he looked at he did Langlands boots, he did Bozo's boots because I had, I had size 15 shoes, and back then Asics were my spon- like a sponsored boot. They didn't have any big boots, so I had boots made, and he's had the signature of putting the um yeah the Asics emblem. But his signature back then, maybe he knew it was going to go. And he'd al- he'd always get the boots. They smell beautiful leather. They fit like a glove, but he'd always put white laces in it. And I ripped the white laces out, thinking they can't have that. I've got to put black ones in, mate. <laughs> These guys wear. What about the boots they wear now? Pink, yeah. please. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, mate. Uh-huh. I, listen, you, I don't. Oh, uh, there you go, Jace. Mate, listen. I, I want to see you get some nice rock and roll, like Kiss type boots, made for this band you're in. It's called True Sports. Oh. Hey, have a, I want to have listen to this. Oh, have a listen to this. Get ready. That's Richard Tiquery rapping solid rock. So how did this all come about, Spud? It came about nearly, it's got to be a couple of years ago, I got a phone call off Gavin Robinson. Um, and he said, we're putting a band together. And he told me it was in it. And he also t- you know, told me Eric Gross Senior was in Eric Gross Senior was one of my idols as a kid. Yeah, I used to have massive long hair with a mullet, but I, I used to remember. I used to bump. I used to bump everyone around every street of Graceland. I was, I was a bump king. But uh, we got together one time, and we all looked around. I think we played the first song. We were, I think we were like two WS there where Gavin works, and we all looked at each other and go, "Shit, this feels. This sounds pretty good." And it's taken us a while. Gavin, Gavin got crook. Then we come back. But the the crazy thing about it, we've got like two ex football players. We got. Gavin Robinson, Richard Cheekley, and Mike Whitney. We've got high class and two real musicians, a bloke called Andrew Dawson. But the other one is a he's an absolute rock star, a bloke called Steve Dalby. If you look him up in Google, mate, he's played with everyone. He was in Noise Works. Yeah. He sang the song Touch, uh, Reach Out and Touch Me. Um, he come into the studio and he, he wants to play the bass. He wants to be the bass player in that, but he doesn't play the bass, he plays guitar. Yeah. So it's most Adrenaline I've had since playing rugby league sets. It really is. I, I look forward to going to practice, mate. You know when you used to look forward to going to training? Mm. It's like me going to the gym, like going to the gym or going and doing some training. Um, I can't wait to get in the uh, in the practice area and just uh, jam for three hours, which we did last night. Now, Spud, I see you on backup vocals. I, I didn't. Don't take this the <laughs> wrong way, because I don't want you to belt me. Uh, I didn't yeah. take you for having a, a nice singing voice, and you're on guitar as well. Is this is this been a passion of yours? Uh, all your life, or just something you just thought, bugger it, I'm going to have a crack? No, I've always had the passion, Jason. I think as a kid growing up, I was like, like him. My dad, um, at one stage of his life, he played with Johnny O'Keefe, so he he was a bit of a freak of a muse, my old man. But the crazy thing about my dad, um, 
he had a bad accident when he was 21, and he's and he's right-handed. So when he was playing, his left hand got mangled. So he had to teach himself left-hand base, which is quite incredible. It's yeah. quite incredible. But out of that, as a kid, I, was, I got taught piano. I can still play the piano a little bit. And I'm just lucky I've got a good ear, mate. I, I love singing. I try and sing a bit of harmony with everyone, but <laughs> I just love it, mate. It's just, I've got, I've got, think about it. It's like a golfer, right? You've got to have the best gear. I've got the best gear, but I've got no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I saw a, a little package that your son put together uh, from one of your, your gigs. Yeah. Where was that at, and where can we see True Sports? When's their next gig? Yeah, we'll have to come up uh, up your way. But no, that was a place called Hardy's Bay, uh, near Kilcare, sort of um, over uh, sort of Woi Woi area. Mate, this little place, it was so cute. 170 people. Just due to all the COVID, you know, um, they had to have a little bit of a uh, grouping. But uh, my son Josh does that for a living. He's uh, fantastic. His eye for detail is ridiculous. But as you can see in the footage, um, part of my dress code, you know, you, you, you brought it up at the start, Jason, in regards, you know, I, I, I should have a certain look. Well, my look is I always wear a Tom McGonagher shirt because Tommy was a massive part <laughs> of my life. At the start of our show, we always talk about. We, we speak for about 50 minutes just talking about everything from A to B. I love hearing about the West Indian cricket. I love hearing about Noise Works, how many, uh, how many um, uh, records they made. But um, there's always a question about Tom Radonikas. What was he like? And I love wearing Tommy on stage. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Follow him on uh, Facebook, True Sports Show. Can we talk a little bit of footy? Just before you go, so yeah. anyone who goes and watch True Sports, yeah. and I was reading a bit of the story, Spud, so you'll get up and – and like Eric Rose Senior, yourself, Gab Robinson, former Test cricketer, Mike yeah. Whitney and co, you all get up and you actually have like yeah. a bit of a sportsman's lunch and question and answer, talking about your careers, yeah. and then you go and jam, don't you? That's awesome. It, mate, it's, it's unique. It's, it's purpose Yeah, it's a great concept. Section. We've been to corporate dinners where they, you know, we, we could come back in the evening and do, the, do a, a, an hour and, and 30 minutes set, but to get up on stage, I'm learning stuff every day. I love hearing, I love asking you know, Eric Grove about Ray Price. He was another favourite of mine. Now, what was what was he like? Or what was like, you know, mm. some of the other players at Parramatta because I was such an idol of Parramatta as a kid. Yeah, we all, actually, we all were. Hey, um, I could see a gig coming up at Twin Towns. So that's where we can get busloads of pensioners as well. Chuck them on there like the old days and the boys could headline Twin, Twin Towns <laughs> one Friday night. Hey, well, the sp- next yeah, so the next one's at Bella Vista down our way, which is out what they call Northwest. But any listeners want to come, you can actually use your voucher, you know, that New South Wales voucher. So oh, I think yeah. tickets are 50 bucks. Um, I think 20%'s going back to uh, Gotcha for Life. We've got them as, a, as an ambassador slash um, charity. And um, it's just, a, mate, for three hours. That's what, a, what a show. Yeah, that's great. Mm. That's fantastic. I want to talk to you about a couple of footy things. You get to fight Spud in the car park after it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the good thing is they're actually security and the band. That, that's the great bit. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, I want to talk. I want to get you cranky about a couple of things uh, in footy this week. West mm. Tigers, five captains, agree or disagree? <laughs> it's incredible, isn't it? It's... Uh, Mate, you just have one captain. Now, who has bloody five captains? Well, they've got one, what, one for a front row, one for a second row, one for the lock. Please. There's a winger. Um, I worry about the West. Oh, please. Where's the winger? I'll tell you what to do. Um, <laughs> it's... <laughs> oh, mate, I remember that old winger in. I used to love that. Sad. So I said that to the guru, mate. I would have not taken your head off. But the, um, I just went... I just think... I just think, um, mate, West Tigers, they, skip, they worry me, mate. There's, no, there's been no improvement in whatever whatever they did in the off season, their uh, their attack was lackluster, 
And defensively, mate, they wouldn't bruise a grape. Yeah, nah. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. But, yeah, five captains, geez. Uh, and finally, do you agree with yeah. Latrell Mitchell? Has the game gone soft, Spud? Uh, well, we're old school, Sats. We're old school. I, I, I think it has. But then again, they're worried about this concussion rule. I think since that movie Concussion come out, they were really worried about someone going to court with it. And if they do look out, the can of worms will open up. Yeah. There'll be people coming from left, right and centre. But when I come through, the Chief come through, and, and Sats, mate, we've all had a few knocks. Like any roll, man, it was a badge of honour not to go off. But these days, these guys have got to go off. Um, I, I, I like the way he spoke. He backs his talent. Um, someone says, yeah, he's a little bit overconfident, but he, he backs it on the field. And anyway, that's, they're his comments. We're going to have characters in the game, mate. We're, we're losing characters. Absolutely. I said that to Sats last night. I said, I don't agree with what Latrell said because you've got to look after the health and safety of the players first and foremost. But, yeah. don't, but don't have a crack at him for what he said because if you want blandness, there's plenty of it in the NRL. They're like a machine. But, yeah, but I, said, I love it when a player yeah, says what he means. Yeah, but when he said it, Jason, you have a look at the uh, the, the, the the vision. He he's got that. He's got a fantastic smile, and he smiles <laughs> straight after he says it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All righty, Spud. Make sure you check out the boys. True Sports. Where's your next gig again? Another quick plug. Uh, Bella Vista, um, out at uh, what they call Norwest, but also any of your listeners out there, I've got a book as well called Spuds. It's at penguin.com.au. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you go. Good stuff. Good Mark, year. Spud, Carol, and of course Spud's gym as well. Don't forget the gym. Oh, I can't wait. The footy season kicks oh, off soon. And myself and Jimmy Hooper always go and train with Spud on Friday mornings. I oh, do. Looking forward to that. Yeah. How does Jimmy Hooper yeah, go? I'm looking forward to again, Sats. Um, as, as I said, the name of, I'm actually back to my old, my old gym now, which is great. And uh, same rules apply. Don't be sick in the gym. You've got to be outside. Yeah, beauty. <laughs> Spud, thanks for your time on Sports Day, mate. <laughs> Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. This man, uh, listen, first of all, see Sydney FC versus Melbourne City this Saturday night. Tickets at sydneyfc.com. This man was the skipper last night, although they went down 1-0 to Western United. It was a pretty good game uh, last night. Ryan Grant, uh, Socceroo, Sydney FC skipper, and the man who was once snobbed by Scott Sattler in the Penrith change rooms joins us now on Sports Day. G'day, Ryan. G'day, fellas. How are we? Mate, good. Uh, now, I've got to apologise. Uh, I did say Kenawindra. I was just trying to do the right thing. How the bloody hell do you get Kenawindra out of Kenawindra? Oh, mate, it's like majority of the words in the English dictionary. It's not always uh, pronounced as it's spelt, but, um, yeah, obviously we're quite proud. Out in the central west of New South Wales, it's definitely Canoundra, but, um, yeah, you're not the first, and I'm, I'm sure you won't be the last one to mispronounce it, but, yeah, it's definitely Canoundra. Hey, Ryan, um, we've got a, a text message here from the Pearl. He says, Canoundra is the balloon capital. Is that true? Is that like... Yeah. Is it like animal true. balloons, yeah, yeah. like the... Clowns? Clowns? Like with the little novelty balloons? Is that what it is? Uh, there's a there's a few clowns from Canoundra, but it's definitely not that. It's um, yeah, it's uh, it used to be called. I'm not. I might be getting it wrong, and this is probably where I should know better. But it used to be called Marty's Balloon Festival. Um, but now it's yeah, it's the balloon capital uh, of Australia. Where every year when I was a kid, we'd get up at the at Sparrows Fart and and head up and watch all the big balloons, hot air balloons, go up and pick out our favourites and whatnot. And it's yeah, obviously continued for many many years. That's so 
yeah, it's the capital out there. Tell us, what was it like growing up in a, in a country town like that? Firstly, what's the population? Um, I think it's, I might be a bit wrong, but it's probably a couple thousand now. When I was a kid, I think it was closer to 1,200 or something like that. But I think there's a few more out there um, at the moment. But um, yeah, I loved it. Wouldn't change it for the world. It was, it was a great uh, place to grow up. Uh, obviously, in, in smaller country towns, everyone knows each other and it's a, an awesome community. So um, yeah, it was, I'm sure it's no different now, but yeah, it was awesome, awesome childhood out there. And my, do most people out there support the Panthers, or did you follow them because you're old man? Uh, I followed them because of my old man, um, but obviously it probably is the closest place um, to Canberra. I mean, Canberra would probably be pretty close, but no one's going to support them. Um, <laughs> but yep. yeah, obviously, yeah, my old man was a, was a Panther supporter, and um, yeah, I loved, I loved uh, the Panthers as a kid, so it was hard not to, to follow them. Now, let's get back to your sport, the A-League, of course, uh, with Sydney FC. Now, 14 years at the club, you finally got the, the captain next to your name. That must have been a great honour. Although, it was a loss against the Western United. Just personally, yourself, that must have been a great honour. Yeah, definitely. I think, like you said, I've been at the club for, for a long time now. And, um, yeah, I think 13 or 14 years. And to finally to wear the captain's armband uh, from the start of the game was a massive honour. Uh, like you also mentioned, it was, wasn't great. It's a, not a great stat, none from one, but mm. can only get better from there. So hopefully if I, if I do uh, get to wear the captain's armband going into the future, I can rack up a few wins and improve that. But no, it was obviously yeah, a great honour for me. It, uh, the club means a lot to me. So to, to be able to captain the team, um, albeit for one night, was, was awesome. But yeah, it wasn't a great result. Ryan, any chance Sydney FC could you know, follow the likes of the West Tigers and the point five captains uh, in the near future? <laughs> I highly doubt it. Um, yeah, I, was, I saw uh, a few of the boys are actually Tigers fans in, in our uh, team and I was having a laugh with them about it. But <laughs> uh, no, definitely not. I think there's Wilco's definitely our captain and there's a few of us behind him. But um, yeah, no, definitely won't be having five. It's a strange one. Seven games of the most appearances for the Sydney FC. Geez, that's come up quick. Alex Brosk holds that record at the moment. 267, barring injury, you should be able to knock that over this year, and that must be that'll be a very proud moment for you. Yeah, definitely. I think with the way our schedule is, I'll probably have that by the end of next week uh, with the <laughs> amount of games we've got coming up. But um, no, yeah, obviously it's a, it's another great honour for me uh, if I can do that. Broski's a, a club legend and a really good mate of mine, so um, yeah, I can't wait to sort of knock him off his perch there and, and have a laugh with him, but. No, again, like you said, it's yeah on a personal level, that's a, a huge achievement for myself and something I'm pretty proud of. But um, yeah, it's, at the moment, it's just about winning games and, and getting back to, to playing well. So I think that's the, the biggest thing at the minute. How can you be 14 years at one club and still sound like you're 15? <laughs> <laughs> I've been told I've got a high-pitched voice and that's probably what it is. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought country boys were meant to be quite buff and quite rough, but obviously oh, they missed with me. The grand final yeah. replay. This is going to be a huge game. Uh, get your tickets at sydneyfc.com. Uh, will you be skipper again on Saturday night, mate? Uh, after my record, probably not. Ah. <laughs> but no, I, think, I think Wilco Wilco will be back, so he'll, he'll take the, the captain's armband uh, like usual. Rightio, mate. Uh, Ryan, we appreciate your time. I'm sorry about getting Canoundra wrong. And you know what? If anything, I've learnt something tonight. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly right. No, no worries. Thanks for having me, fellas.